Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving Free Roll. Everyone who hits a football bingo in our contest will win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store exclusively on the SGPN app. Let's play football. World Cup! You are listening to your Match Day 6 World Cup preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Twitter account for the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And you can follow me. I am at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. The pin tweet is the PL for the previous month, the month of October, at lockbetting.com. And that was the 113th month in a row of transparent and tracked profit. Sign up to get all of your official World Cup picks on that service. So let's begin with these Friday games here. So this is going to be a show where we cover just four games because the final game that we cover is a very interesting one because I am English and most of you are American and England take on the USA in the final game on Friday night. But we open up with the other game in that group. It's between Wales and Iran, where Wales are the even money favourites to win that game. It's 11 to 5 on the draw and Iran are the 5 to 2 underdogs. Wales have moved into stronger favourites because obviously they got themselves a point against the US and Iran looked absolutely horrible against England. I don't think that's a fair reflection of where Iran are at. Um, I think Iran are a lot better than what we saw in the England game. Obviously, they were distracted somewhat by political issues and we saw that they were very emotional during the national anthem. They refused to sing it because of all the political issues that are happening in Iran and that was somewhat of a protest against it. That was a real protest. That was not... um, asking to wear an armband and when FIFA tell you you can't wear an armband, you don't wear it. That was a real protest from real men who really stood up for themselves and that could have some serious consequences when they go back home, which is why I'm a little bit afraid to take them here in this game because there is a possibility that they are completely distracted and Wales just take them apart. But I do feel that Iran are a lot better than that and I do feel that they were not only distracted by that, but they were derailed by the injury to their goalkeeper. The first England goal came from a goalkeeping error where he was way out of his box and Jude Bellingham basically 
recently headed it into an empty net. I do think with their um, first choice goalkeeper in goal, they would have had a little bit more resistance. Would they have got something out of the game? No. I do think England would have broken through that low block because they did show signs of cutting through that defence. And obviously, if you are setting up to be defensive and to contain a team, and once they break through, that does open the game up and leave you susceptible to a bigger beating, which is exactly what ended up happening to Iran. But I do feel that they'll be able to part more resistance against both the Wales and USA. So I don't think the group is over for them. Plus, when you look at the quality on paper, it's hard to argue that Wales to a man are actually better than Iran. So given the way that the line has moved, I think there's actually some value here on Iran on the double chance market, at least to avoid a defeat. With Wales being the even money favourites, you can get four to five minus 125 on Iran plus half a goal or Iran on the double chance market to not lose this game. And I think that's the way I'll be going with this one. I also feel that this would be a tight and cagey game. I feel like the Iran are in a situation where they can't afford to lose another game. And as for Wales, after picking up that point against the US, it's important to win this game, but it's even more important to not suddenly find yourself behind Iran in the group because ultimately you would expect England to do the job against the USA in the evening. So if Wales get a point in this game, they'll still be sitting in second place at the end of the day because USA will be on one point and Iran will be on one point and Wales will then still have to face England like the other two. But there's a possibility that if England have six points, they'll play a rotated England team, giving them giving them a better chance than Iran and the USA of picking up something from the game. But of course, the risk with that is if there is a winner in the Iran-USA game, they would immediately jump to four points and they would take over Wales unless Wales are able to beat England. So lots of maths to do here, lots of possible permutations. The only way to guarantee anything for Wales is to win this game. But I think we'll see an opening 45 minutes that is pretty cagey, which is consistent with how this World Cup has gone. We've seen a lot of first-half unders, a lot of of cagey first halves and with the situation that these two teams are in with neither of them really being in a must-win situation I feel that um, we could see a cagey opening because a loss for either one of them puts them in a much worse position but a draw would actually be a fine result for either team because the Iran are still alive Iran is still alive going into the final game with the assumption being that England beat everybody so it's really decided in this little mini group between Iran, Wales and USA and for that reason I do think it will be cagey again. I do think the first 45 minutes will be a bit of a dog of a game and um, and nobody will be able to break through. I think we'll see both teams sitting in, both teams not really willing to overcommit. And Iran here will be able to implement the game plan that they had against England, which was to sit in tight, look for opportunity to score on the break. And we saw... Even in that game, even in a 6-2 defeat, we saw that Iran have quality and were able to score. In uh, Taremi of Porto, they do have the best player on the field, in my opinion. Many will say it's Gareth Bale, but I don't think at this point in his career, Gareth Bale is the best player on the pitch. And uh, if they are to score a goal, Porto's Taremi is the most likely outlet. The striker hit both of Iran's goals against England. He has six goals in 13 league games in Portugal this season. And uh, he's also the penalty taker for Iran. So it might be worth having a, a couple of shillings on him to score the goal in this game. But ultimately, I expect a tight and cagey game. I don't expect to see three goals here. And my lean is for Iran to get something from it here. I think they're being grossly overrated. 
I think the market has moved far too much based on the opening game. There's definitely an overreaction here. I think Wales, USA and Iran are very, very equal. England are obviously the standout team in this group. And I don't think I've downgraded Iran too much from a 6-2 defeat against England, unless, of course, they are majorly distracted by political issues. If that's the case, then obviously this is a very poor play. But I don't think they will be. I think that's all not necessarily out of the way, but I think that was more of an issue going into that game. Now their backs are up against the wall. They come up against the real teams that they would expect to be. I don't think it was a big surprise to anybody that England won that game. I think the manner of the defeat was surprising because England hadn't won a game in 2022 and looked like they were a team to fade later on in the competition as soon as they came up against stronger opposition. However, I don't think that's the case. I think the main takeaway from that England result, followed by the France performance against Australia, was that the last year of international football, as far as the European teams go, doesn't really matter. The data is somewhat irrelevant, given that um, the teams just played the European Championships. They knew the World Cup was coming up ahead. And obviously, these teams haven't fully focused on the Nations League. They haven't given it their best effort. And therefore, all of the results and all of the data that come as a result of that don't really matter too much when these teams are able to come to the World Cup and go through the gears and look like the teams that they previously were. France were impressive, England were impressive, and they definitely haven't been impressive throughout 2022. So that form goes out of the window, given the fact that these teams probably didn't care about that competition and and probably didn't put in their all. And now we are seeing the real England and the real France. And if that's the case, they could be contenders here at this World Cup. So um, I think that there's there's a lot of takeaways from that game between England and Iran, but I don't think Iran being a terrible team is one of them. And once again, my lean here for this game is for Iran to get something from it. So Iran on the double chance market, along with under two and a half goals here between Wales and Iran. Up next, we look at the game here between Qatar and Senegal where Senegal are the 4-6 to six minus 150 favourites here. It's 11-4 on the draw and it's 19-4 to four here on Qatar. I'm really quite surprised here by this line. Now, I know we're not doing locks on these World Cup shows because I spoke about this earlier on and I said that it would be irresponsible to try and force one unit plays every single episode if we're doing an episode every 48 hours and trying to force locks especially when this is going to be quite a volatile competition and we've already seen that we've seen upsets galore we've seen a lot of tight and cagey games I think um, unders are probably going to be a profitable profitable way to continue playing this tournament but still I wasn't really happy to commit to to locks because I take my locks seriously and I take my lock record seriously but This is as close to a lock as we're going to have. I'm very surprised to see this line. When I watched Qatar play, it looked like a team that weren't an international team. It looked like a team that didn't belong at a World Cup. It looked like a conference league team. And Senegal, yes, they come into this off the back of a defeat against Holland, but they held Holland for a long time in that game. And at the end of the day, we are still looking at the African nations champions. They were unlucky to lose to the Netherlands, whilst Qatar, they were well beaten by Ecuador. That was 2-0, but it could have been 3, 4, 5 or 6. Senegal raised their levels at the AFCON earlier on this year. They won three of their knockout games and they won them by two goal margins. So I think they can win this comfortably, with or without Sadio Mane. I know Sadio Mane came second in the Ballon d'Or, but surely he doesn't make that much of a difference to this team that they can't beat a Qatar team. Qatar never looked like scoring against Ecuador and 
and um, I don't think they're going to score here against Senegal. So it's just a case of whether they can keep a clean sheet. I don't think they can. This is a Senegal team that held the Dutch for 84 minutes. They are a strong physical team, and at some point they're going to score. They're going to score a goal in this game, and there's going to be no response. I even like Senegal to cover a minus 1.5 Asian handicap line here, which is incredibly placed up at plus 220. So lots of ways into this game, but ultimately. It's a Senegal win, and I'm very surprised that we're being offered 4-6, to six, minus 150 on the money line here on this one, as I just can't see Qatar getting anything from this game or anything from this tournament based on their performance in the opening game against Ecuador. Up next, we break down the other game in Group A. It is between the two winners from the opening match day as the Netherlands take on Ecuador. The Netherlands are the four to five favourites here. It's 11 to four on the draw and it's four to one here on Ecuador. I think this is a generous price here on the Dutch. I do think they'll win this game, but I do think this will be a tight and cagey one where both teams may be happy with a point, particularly Ecuador. If Ecuador can come away with a point here in this game, I think that will put them in a good position to qualify. Ecuador tend to be involved in low-scoring games and under two and a half goals has been a winning bet in 13 of their last 14 games and there have been fewer than three goals scored in each of the Netherlands' last three games. So I think Ecuador will be happy for a draw here. I think they'll sit in to get one. Ultimately, I do think Holland will get the breakthrough. But the fact that we are getting under two and a half goals here at the price of four to five, I think that's a very, very good price. I certainly think we'll see a goalless first half with Holland maybe getting the breakthrough in a second. I think another way into Holland here, instead of taking Holland on the money line at four to five, you can get Holland and under four and a half goals at even money plus 100. That definitely adds a little bit more value as I definitely don't see five goals in this game. I see Ecuador sitting in and Holland being the team who pushed for a win. But ultimately, I don't think it's important even for Holland to win this game because they know they're guaranteed three points in their final game. They know they're going to move on to seven points. They know they have an opportunity to raise their goal difference and Ecuador still face a difficult game against Senegal. So I think Ecuador will be looking to avoid defeat in both of their last two games, putting them in a position to qualify. Whilst Holland, they'll be happy with a point here, knowing that they can move on to seven points in their final game by beating Qatar. Ultimately, I think Holland will get the breakthrough. I don't think the Ecuador game plan is going to work. And that's going to set up a very, very interesting decider on the final day between Senegal and Ecuador, with both teams going into that game on three points, having beaten Qatar, looking to see who qualifies. It could come down to goal difference. It could matter how much they lose to Holland by or how much they beat Qatar by, which is why I think Senegal may be looking to not only beat Qatar, but they may be looking to score some goals in that game as well. Of course, if Ecuador do get a point here against the Dutch, it doesn't guarantee them qualification because if Senegal win their last two games, they do overtake Ecuador. It just puts more pressure on Senegal because the final game will be a must win rather than a game where they can advance with a draw. And uh, the way they would advance with a draw in a final game is by going into that game with a superior goal difference. So they would need to either beat Qatar more convincingly than Ecuador or they would need Holland to beat Ecuador by more than the two goals that they lost to Holland by or a bit of both. So if they went into that final game with a 3-0 win over Qatar 
with Holland winning 2-0 against Ecuador, suddenly it will be Senegal that had the advantage and they would need just the draw going into the last game. So it could get very, very interesting indeed. I think Senegal get a convincing win and I think Holland eke out a win against Ecuador, making the, the final day very, very interesting. A very, very interesting one-off playoff, a knockout game, as you will, uh, between Senegal and Ecuador on the final day with Holland advancing comfortably with three wins and a 100% record from this group. Before we move on to the final game, which is England and the USA, let me take a quick time out here to tell you guys about WinBet. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports bank and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlors to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive your special offer. Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgallonpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you that sportsgallonpodcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today now this offer is subject to change terms and conditions available at winbet.com you must be 21 or older and present in the state where play for winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 on to the final game and uh, I actually spoke about this game on the Sports Gambling Podcast um, the regular channel and the YouTube channel it's England versus the USA where England are the 8-15 favourites to win the game. It's 7-2 on the draw, and it's 6-1 here on the US. It's difficult to find a bet here. Um, I think England will end up winning the game. It's just a case of um, how they win the game. Will it be a tight and cagey game where USA decide to sit in deep and try to frustrate England and England look for a breakthrough? Are USA going to go for England like they did against Wales? Are they going to be a high-intensity team? Are they going to try and match England, which I think would be a mistake? It's just a case of um, of how this ends up playing out. But ultimately, I think whatever the game script is, whatever the tactics are of the US, I do think England have too much quality here in this game. England will be looking to go through so that they can rotate players. They already have some injury concerns. Carl Walker injured coming into the tournament. Uh, James Madison hasn't practiced. Uh, Harry Kane had to have an ankle scan. So I think England will want to win this and and get through so that they can rotate and play a um, and play a very rotated team against the Welsh and they don't want to leave it to the final day so I do think England are going to go all out here for the win and if they do that it's very difficult to see USA hanging with them if you look at the two teams and you make a combined 11 there aren't any US players that are going to get into the England team it will be 11 England starters the only one you'd make a case for is possibly the goalkeeper but even then I don't think you'd be able to take Matt Turner who's not playing for Arsenal over Jordan Pickford who plays every single week for Everton so ultimately I see 11 England players in a combined 11 and therefore it's very difficult to make a case for USA getting anything from this game and my main lean for this game would be to take England minus 7.5 so that's half a cash if England win just by one goal or a full cash if England win by two goals. And this selection is available at 5-4, to four, minus 125. So it's a way to take England rather than taking the 8-15 to 15 money line price. You can take the 0.75 and you win half your money 
if they win by a single goal and you fully cash the 4-5 to five minus 125 if they win by two goals or more. I do think England will run out of comfortable winners. I do think there will be goals in this game. I think England will be confident after thrashing Iran and they'll want to play the same style. I don't think we'll see a three at the back or anything. I think this is a new England formation and a lot of England fans will be happy to see that. Rather than having two holding midfielders playing against the likes of Iran and USA, we're going to play with two more attack-minded midfielders instead and wingers rather than wing-backs. And I think that was pleasing for England fans and I think we'll carry on here. And it's the better way to go. Um, England have just one clean sheet in the last seven games and therefore that may allow the USA to get a consolation goal. But if it is a wide open game, that will be worrying for the US because I don't think they can hang with England. There have been 14 goals scored across England's last two games and England have hit nine of those. Uh, there were five different goal scorers in the win against Iran, which tells you that there's plenty of goals throughout the England team. Whilst this USA team, they themselves have scored 15 goals across their last nine games. And when you're looking at youngsters here who are full of confidence, it's hard to get them to sit in and be disciplined and play with a low block and, and admit that basically England are the better team and pay England all this respect and, and try to nick the game on the counter-attack or do anything like that. I think these young players, they're going to want to go out there and express themselves. They're going to want to go out there and test themselves. But ultimately, I do think that will be the downfall here because, as I said, a wide-open game totally favours England who have the greater depth, the greater talent and um, have been scoring goals for fun and I think that they could exploit the USA here. So I think under two and a half goals could be a fun way to play this because obviously as USA supporters, you're not going to want to bet against your own team. I totally understand that. So perhaps over two and a half goals would be a nicer way in. I'm very surprised given the data to see this at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110. So perhaps that's the best way for you guys to bet it. For me, I'm going to go for England 0.75, which, as I said, cashes if England win by two goals or more and half cashes if they win by a single goal and loses if USA get something from this game. So that concludes your Match Day 6 preview. I'll be back with Match Day 7 and 8 tomorrow. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.